or tag a friend who loves tattoos and would like to join us. You guys can check out some of our other Reinventing Weekly drawing groups and shows on our network as well. Every Sunday, we have Jason Leeser with his Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group. Mondays, we have our Drawing for Tattooers led by James Wisdom, followed by the Tattoo Weekly at 11. Monday nights are the Evolution Classes led by Guy Aitchison. Tuesdays, you can find us here at 10 with Ricardo Sturdivant. Wednesdays at noon is a Tattoo Now show and our business course bi-weekly at 1. Thursday nights is the Tattoo Collecting 101, and then we start it all over with other shows all the time. All of these events can be found on our homepage as well as our YouTube and Roku channel. Before we get started today, let's just say thank you to all of our sponsors for helping us push out this content to you guys all the time. We've got World Tattoo Events, giving us the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events in the world. And you can find hundreds of event listings on their website at worldtattooevents.com. Also, shout out to Raw Pigments with acrylic-free pigments being used by artists around the world. Thank you to DLize Pro for helping artists and clients protect their art and our affiliates, of course. Fireside Tattoo, The Apprenticeship Diaries, and EcoFriendlyTattooSupplies.com. So today is going to be a pretty cool show. We've kind of been chatting for the last 20 minutes or so. Um, Gabe is on location, like I said before, at a very, very cool spot in Queens. So we're going to go ahead and bring you guys in. Hey, how goes it? I just want to set that blue lights on. Yeah, fantastic. I just want to make sure that the, all the tech is working. So uh, yeah, how goes it? I'm pretty excited to, uh, to be down here. Um, I'm sorry that we're missing Jake, um, but uh, he had to miss uh, today's episode. Um, so yeah, I'm Gabe, and uh, I'm here with Tim. I'm not sure which camera's going out, but uh, Tim's been, um, I don't know, I guess we first met, I don't know, a decade ago, over a decade ago? Yeah. A while at uh, 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 some of the conventions, and then uh, remember we had a, a, what do they call them over in Iowa, in a session, it was the, the Emerald Isle Tattoo Session. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, was that the year where we did the uh, uh, team building exercises? Oh, <laughs> all the... Uh, uh, so I don't know. Every once in a while, I talk about how uh, Jeff and, and Nick had to do like a scavenger hunt with us, and it was a team building exercise, and uh, it was like the last thing that any of us wanted to do. And actually, the guy that was leading it, he was like, "I don't want to do two people are probably a little too cool for school to do this fucking scavenger hunt thing, right?" Um, but you know, everyone got together at the end, and we we're like, it was, "It was a lot of fun." Do you know how many people we got to do the the wave? That was the. Anyways, uh, it's awesome to be here, and um, I guess we have the intro to the and then uh, we could get into some. We have uh, some other guests from uh, artists from the shop. Amy, did this pronounce it right? Hi, me. Hi, me. Sorry, yeah. we were <laughs> just talking about you. So. Yeah, Jaime's awesome. I just kind of had a few seconds with him, and it was also pretty great. Um, but yeah, so if you guys are in Queens, can you? Um, so ten thousand boxes. I'm familiar with uh, you know different locations and stuff like that. So what is it like out in Queens? Have you guys been there for quite some time? But wait. Uh, Lauren, before we uh, get into it, don't we have to roll the uh, intro? We do. All right, I'll get on that. Um, we have, we're now, now uh, so all the tech, we automatically go out as a podcast. So like 24 hours after the live streams, we, uh, we're on the podcast. So uh, we're sticking to our format, I guess. And now the obligatory, uh, it's actually Mondays at 11 a.m. And those premiere files just fucking probably got puked up the next day after I fucking made it. That was a, a drinking night that I made it. So I was like, we can't, I can't believe we don't have a trailer. Made a trailer. Uh, like three days later, we changed the, uh, the date. Well, you know, it, it, you know, it's not trivial to make them. It's not like the end of the world. But um, it's not like, you know, it posts like an hour and a half, two hours to, to kind of put it together, find the pictures and whatnot. So, but it's lost. Yeah. 
now we have to make a new one. In any event, so Lauren, you were having uh, some questions. Or Tim, I think maybe do we want to switch spots so that you're in the, uh, the featured chair here? Okay. And uh, yeah, I was uh, just curious go. on being familiar with Queens and New York in general and the, the different boroughs. I was curious how long you've been there in Queens. Uh, we're coming up on three years now. Okay. Um, yeah, we're in Astoria, okay. which is, you know, the coolest neighborhood in Queens, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, the original 10,000 Foxes is in Bushwick, in Brooklyn, um, started by Manu. Um, and then the second one opened in L.A., and then we decided to do this one. And then there's another one in L.A., so keeps on growing. Mm -hmm. And Lauren, do you have uh, uh, some of Tim's work uh, across the fire? Yeah, let's uh, do that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so for anybody you know, who uh, are watching, just drop a comment in the chat. We'll watch that, too, if you have any questions. Awesome. Um, you know, one of the fun things about running the, the professional development events is that uh, sometimes 10 years later, Get to catch up with artists and that's like holy shit you got fucking great and uh i don't know unless, i don't know it was probably it was like five or six years ago i guess whatever I, I just remember at some point being like oh man that, that guy's fucking great and then um probably mentioned two more times you know before i was like oh you're that guy that has yeah. that's doing the work that's there um these are uh high miss oh. you'll get to show those uh, nice. it's, a, it's a teaser yeah, yeah. I'm 80s. And that's Jose. We'll be talking about him uh, later. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, I'll pull it but, up in uh, just a second. Awesome. Um, but so what was the uh, first professional development event? Was it one of the Tetra Gatherings? Or, uh... The, uh, the Paradise Gatherings up at Jiminy Peak. Oh, uh, I went to almost all of those. Who is it? Uh, how did you become aware of this? Was it a particular artist or... Uh... That's a good question. I, the first time I ever became aware of you was off the map was I got tattooed. Um, oh, cool! By Joshua Carlton. Oh, the shop wow! Okay, yeah, yeah. That was he was like he may have been like our third or fourth guest. Yeah, you weren't and, uh, open very long. We, we were I there. Far. I got tattooed by him. It was within our first four months. Yeah, because uh, I remember um, when 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 Josh was yeah, hey, cool. what was the tattoo? Uh, Hanya in my my leg awesome yeah we have the show later <laughs> okay but yeah so okay so this is uh yeah so this is tim's work here mm -hmm. and um you know one of the things that we've talked about is uh special development right for, for both your artists here at the shop and i guess we have to get into the story about the shop um but also you know, for other tattooers because you have a lot of people asking about uh, you know cover-ups and such um so, so yeah we'll have to uh chat about that a little bit but yeah that has become what people come to me for the most uh, these days are, are cover-ups and large, difficult cover-ups that, um, you know, other artists don't want to touch. So yeah. but, how, how long did it take for you to be comfortable with that? Or was it something that you were always kind of enjoying the challenge? Really? I, I, enjoying the challenge, but I would say uh, maybe five, six years ago is when I really feel like I started understanding the nuance about design, uh, what works, what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. uh, because being able to see some earlier pieces, healed, aged, mm -hmm. whatever, um, the long longevity of every tattoo, but especially a cover-up, um, and really understanding all of that um, uh, really took it to the next level. And I started mm -hmm. taking on bigger, more complicated ones, and uh, just developed a wealth of knowledge from it. And these days I'm, I'm getting referrals from tattooers that I don't even know. Like the clients okay. will be like, oh, so-and-so from this shop said, go see you. you know? Awesome. Now, uh, for the collectors that are out there uh, listening, what are some of the common um, mis, uh, I don't want to say misperceptions, but you know, some of the common solutions that somebody might think about for cover-ups that don't work. So I'm just thinking of like the tribal over the, the craziness, right? That being a client tends to think, oh, I'll just get tribal over. It's black. Yeah. But like solid fields of black or 
Probably yeah. not all that good, are they? Um, you know, it, it has to be done well. But the biggest thing for clients is they think they have to go uh, dark or go uh, with black over black. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the case. And then also understanding balance. So mm-hmm. if there's an area that's going to be dark, um, talking to them about how other areas on clean skin need to be dark to balance it out. And that they can get a little nervous because uh-huh. they hear dark or they hear black. It's already too dark. Right. You know? But what that does is make the color in the other areas when right. it's designed yeah. correctly. Sure. Um, and then are you, are you finding that um, you could pretty much cover everything or are there times where you need to, to laser? I've got a lot of laser in done, so I'm not. Yeah. So there, I feel like, yes, I could not cover anything, right? And it also depends on what they want to do. Sometimes right. somebody will, you know, have, let's just say a tribal and then show black and gray realism and be like, oh, I want to cover it this lion, you know, and that's just not going to work. But let's say we agree on style and design. There absolutely are times where lasering to lighten will benefit the longevity of the Mm -hmm. tattoo. So whereas I know when I'm done with it, uh, if they don't laser it, that it will cover and cover well. But when I see it in three or four years, Will that now be effective? And that's what uh, one and doing it as long as I have been able to see that age to work, which is very important to me. Um, and that's where my recommendation, whether like it's definitely worth it to lighten it a little bit, or you know, I'm, I'm, I'm confident. Like, no, we can do it as long as the the design is correct. And a lot of it's about uh, options, right? So like. Uh, People may or may not understand their options, right? But the biggest thing for me is like, if you've made a mistake, take a fucking deep breath. Mm-hmm. Make sure that the next thing that you do is is awesome, perfect, yeah. right? Um, you're already, you know, you're, you know, and, and it's sad sometimes. I'm, I, and I've probably done it myself. I have done it myself, you know, where I've gone. I've had multiple cover-ups as I was figuring out what was a good tattoo. So then I was like lasering double, triple cover-ups, right? And um, I guess, yeah. So I guess mostly it's um. Uh, awesome that you know you're able to like help uh, people understand you know what's possible what's not possible um again the the really important thing for me is that the client like you know figures out what it is that they would possibly want right you know and then work backwards from there what what uh what i've really found and developed over the last few years is the educating the client part so when i have a consultation uh, rather than just being like, oh, yeah, I can do that, but it's got to be this or that. Uh, I take the time to sit down, uh, show examples of work, um, what, uh, why this worked, why this mm-hmm. didn't work, uh, a few different approaches. Uh, if we're going to focus on foreground imagery uh, for the cover-up, background, like all of those things are essential. Um, but really educating them about the process, uh, I feel like has been huge. Uh, so I'll spend a half hour uh, in consultation just going through examples, explaining, okay, if you don't want color, we can use opaque grays. If we do that, this is the way we go about it. Uh, I approach cover-ups with a layering process rather than just like slamming it in there. So I also let them know what to expect from session to session. After the first session, you're gonna see this peeking through. Um, sure. But that education process for the client has been huge, awesome. um, so that they really know what to expect. And, and it makes sense, you know. I mean, a lot of the you know awesome tattoo portfolios that are out there, you know, this, this skin's natural, just gonna heal off, right? So you put it in there 100 percent as best you possibly can, and then nature has its way with it, and then you do another layer, beauty pass, you know. Not like even touch-ups it's like hey you know you just need to hit it twice you know or don't have to obviously there's plenty of tattoos that are, that are fine with one session but um especially to your point with with cover-ups is cool lauren do you have any uh questions or i know that you're a, a an ink person so maybe i wonder if uh, that has anything to do with it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's funny any person yeah that's a that's always a rabbit hole to get down here i am 
So I, I was just pulling up some work and getting some stuff going on in the background, but it's pretty cool to hear you guys talk on location. I was curious, Tim, have you always, uh, where were you before you were here in Queens? I'm just curious kind of about your background and stuff. And then I also would love to dive into some funny, cool pigment questions if you're interested. Sure. Uh, so I'm from New York. I've always been in New York. Um, lived half my life in Brooklyn. Uh, the majority of my tattooing career has been in either Brooklyn or Queens, uh, well, Brooklyn, Queens, and Manhattan. Uh, so I've traveled all over the world and done guest spots everywhere. Uh, what are some of your favorite spots? Some of my favorites? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I don't know that place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Europe, uh, you know, I've spent a good amount of time in uh, Thailand and tattooing in Bangkok, uh, Hong Kong, uh, New Zealand was awesome. Oh, yeah. Wait, but now what usually when was this? Um, 2016 through 2018, I did, uh, I was mm -hmm. just on the road constantly. I'll come back to New York for two months. Uh, travel for two months, and you know, uh, it was just non stop and, until I opened the shop, you know. And wow. now it's been uh, Queens uh, day and night, you know. Queens day and night, huh? So, is it, um, just curious in your situation there? I see that there's like your chair, and it's kind of a smaller environment with uh, being mm -hmm. Queens because there's so much going on. So, I mean, do you guys have a couple other artists here? And then also, do you guys ever kind of go out to LA or anything like that and come back amongst the-, the... Yeah. Um, so we have, uh, we have five or six resident artists here, uh, plus my apprentice. And we always have uh, guest artists as well. So it can be tricky. We have four stations at the shop. Uh, two of our resident artists also work at other shops, so they're only here maybe a day or two a week. Uh, but when we have guest artists, especially if we have multiple guest artists at the same time, uh, space can get a little tricky. Uh, but we're in the process of opening a uh, private studio as well, uh, which will help with that. Um, as far as uh, LA, goes um i was out there uh, a few months ago and it's great for a lot of the guest artists that they can come they can work in brooklyn they can work in queens and then they can head, head to la uh, and all of our resident artists as well of course um so it, it's nice to have that flexibility and uh, that opportunity for everybody sure and you have all the guests come through here, or you do ha have some guests come through? We have a lot of guests uh, from now until the end of the year. We have, I think, nine guest artists um, coming through. Uh, we have one arriving today. Um, two weeks from now, uh, we have another, a bunch of them too. We have, we have some new ones that have never been with us before. Um, we have a couple that uh, are regular guests. Um, it, it's really been great. Um, it's kind of fun when um, guests come through, you get to uh, experience, you get to live vicariously through their travel. For sure. Yeah, and they're all, um, you know, either from Europe or South America, typically. Um, they're great. Everybody's uh, portfolios are awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, absolutely world class. Uh, and you have a lot of people that are, are trying to get in and you have to be pretty selective? Or? We do. Um, we have, I don't want to say turn down, but we've had to push out a few yeah. until next year just because of space. You know, uh, I was uh, on one of the forums, uh, Brad Wooten, I was asked, people were talking about guest spots and stuff, maybe it's on Russell's forum, and uh, I was thinking about my uh, rejection letter, right? And I was like, man, my rejection letter was pretty awesome. It's got like a full outline of like how to be a badass, right? Yeah. And uh, so when I looked it up, and I, it's amazing. So I have all this shit filed, right? I don't even know how I... Uh, organized about, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go right to the living business. There's my guest artist rejection letter. And I was looking through it. I'm like, man, that's great. It's like a little syllabus on how to, uh, you know, uh, you know, and again, it was worded very much like, you know, the, the people that are um, successful here are often engaged in these kinds of activities and are, are engaged in this kind of media and do art nights once a week, that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I'll, I'll show up on this. Yeah, we um, haven't had to, uh, it's rare that 
because of the quality of somebody requesting uh, mm-hmm. a guest spot. Yeah. Um, everybody is super talented that awesome. wants to come through. Yeah, cool. you know? So we try to make it work. It's great for all of the resident artists to have new blood coming through. Did you learn from them. You know, totally. And everybody has been uh, amazing. Like we, we have a great crew here at the shop, uh, an awesome vibe. And it really feels like when, when you put that out and you're genuine and you care, like you get it back. All of the guests that come through here are just like super solid people. You know, oh. as well as incredibly talented. Right. Speaking of residents, is it almost time for uh, me to swap places, or uh, what? Lauren, should we? Uh, what, I don't know what time it is. Oh, my oh, it's like ten. Yeah, let's uh, in a couple more minutes. Sure. Um, Tim, I was curious. Have you always been into color? Because um, I've, you know, obviously I kind of zoomed back several, several, several scrolls to see kind of where he started, and it looks like you've always definitely yeah. been into color. <clears throat> Um, yeah, you know, you like your black and gray as well. So early for the first man six seven years, probably I was tattooing. Um, I really loved black and gray. Um, most of my own tattoos were black and gray, and you know, when I was a kid drawing, it was always in pencil. So when I started getting tattooed, black and gray just like made sense, uh, and I I really enjoyed it, um, and I think. You know, I, I came up in a shop where I just had to do everything. It didn't matter what style or color, or black, whatever. Um, what really pushed me into primarily doing color uh, was the cover-ups, you know, uh, black and gray, unless it's opaque black and grays, uh, don't, don't really cut it for most cover-ups, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that started pushing me more uh, into the color. But for a long time, uh, I was all about black and gray. And I still love doing it, you know? Uh, but now most people just come to me for, even if it's not a cover-up, they, they see so much of my color work and uh, that's what they want. Yeah, it's hard to find some of your black and gray, but when I do, it's, it's, it's really nice. Thank you. Well, shall we swap? I'm going to swap out here. Um, I don't know if you're screen sharing or not, but um, we'll take us 30 seconds here to swap around. Oh, okay, What'll cool. happen yeah, is, I'll do that. You'll hop in my chair. You could hop in to the featured chair, and then I'm giving you my piece. And then the three of you all can chat a little bit, and then uh, I'll make sure stuff's working. Okay. Awesome. Is there another uh, wavy plate? I'm sure that's that dynamic has changed over the last several years where it's uh they're seeing it much more in open face concept. Yeah. Also, uh, uh hi Nate. Now we have, hi, Nate. 
What's up, guys? What's up, Lauren? Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. So, Jaime, you're here from Medellin, I take it? I'm from Medellin. Yeah, I'm from Medellin, Colombia. I've been living here in uh, New York uh, for five years already. Mm. Uh, three years working in this location, in Dawson, Queens. And um, one more year, I think, uh, working with him. So, four years. Right, yeah, together. I was uh, originally at the Brooklyn shop, so we worked there together for a year uh, before we opened up this spot. And okay. He's been, over, he's been over here with us since the beginning. That's quite right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and show off some of your work. I'm not sure if you can see. Here we are. And I showed a little bit before, but we'll get back into it. Here we go. Can you guys see this? Yeah. Okay. I like that too. Draining <laughs> <laughs> of the, the chicken. Yeah, that's that's uh, <laughs> his uh, favorite toy. So yeah, the owner requests like that. The toy in uh, the. That's great. The I, I like totally amazed by that too. I love, mm -hmm. I love doing uh, yeah, mostly. I don't know, organic or botanical uh, elements, a lot of flowers, a lot of leaves. I just try to be like simple, clean and solid. And that's my, my base, mostly. Very clean and solid. Yeah, you were mentioning some foil more talking about beef or whatever, pigments. Uh, Jaime and I will always talk a lot about colors and how they work and, you know that yeah that is a, a rabbit hole for sure i'm just curious um you know because a lot of the the light fastness of different colors when you're going for those bold oranges and those deep reds it just it changes so much over time it's great to have yeah. experience with the longevity of those particular pigments you know um because yeah. that that really makes a big difference yeah, yeah i agree uh oranges are always been a tricky one uh, when it comes to longevity, you know? It's oh, yeah. just ma magically disappear. Uh, I think it was, maybe it was like Nate Baxter or somebody who I originally kind of brought it to my attention years ago uh, in his own work, in the big tattoos that he had on him, that some, like, everything was great, and then all of a sudden, at like five years, it was just gone. Uh, with orange, you know? Uh, so that's a tricky one. Uh, I use uh, powder pigment. Um, and when talking longevity, I think they're superior. Uh, but, you know, powder pigments are not uh, as common and they can be a bit more difficult to work with. Uh, so the brand I use primarily is Chroma. And their powdered pigments are amazing because the way that they mix them, uh, they have the same kind of viscosity as most pre-dispersed uh, pigments. And that's been the uh, turnoff for a lot of artists who use powder is it can be like toothpaste coming out of the bottle and then you gotta know how to mix it and thin it out. And people either don't have the knowledge or don't have the time. Uh, but I do feel like it's superior. And typically the ingredients or lack thereof. Uh, lack thereof, key. Yes, <laughs> yeah, is, uh, is definitely also superior. Yeah, the, um, the powders, I would definitely, Chroma is a great brand and they, um, you know, with that, <clears throat> they choose the oranges that they choose, you know, with light fastness, there's different ratings, you know, um, you could get a light fast rating from one to eight. And some of those oranges, if you look up the precise pigments, will have like a rating of maybe four. I can't speak for Damien at Chroma, but I know like at Raw, our light fast ratings would be like an eight. So, you know, once you get into those deep dives, you can really focus on your tattoos. But, you know, that's a that's a deep dive. Like you said, some people don't necessarily have the understanding or, you know, from the manufacturer's standpoint, but 
Chroma is definitely a great brand. Yeah, you know what's uh, to that point? Um, I just started um, venturing into learning more about laser removal uh, because okay. mainly because of the, uh, the cover-ups that I do and all that, and if I could uh, provide something that would be more accessible for my clients, so it's great. So it was actually yesterday I did uh, like my first like uh, a webinar basically um, and learning about from the laser perspective where the, the pigments sit in the skin and how reds are always very much at the top, yellows are all the way at the bottom. And you know it takes it's different wavelengths uh, for the laser technicians to know, um, you know, wh what you got to do, where you got to go to get these particular colors. But even um, thinking about it from that perspective uh, was amazing for me. You know, it, like when you think about not just how you put it in, but when you're layering on top of something, um, and that. Primarily red is like in the epidermis and like high levels of the dermis. And it totally makes sense with certain like aging things and stuff like that. You know? It's very, very interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Speaking of that type of thing, if you're interested, Tim, there is a an upcoming interview and in several paths that we've done with John Swirk. And so John ha is a professor at Binghampton University in Massachusetts. And he was just on decided one day he was interested to know what happens when light laser light hits your tattoo or sunlight hits your tattoo and how do those pigments break down. So he had a three year study and some of his findings have recently come out. Um, you'll really, really enjoy that. It's a, a full out lab study for several years um, where they studied exactly that, how sunlight or laser light affects the pigments in your skin. Wow. That's coming out, you said? Uh, yeah, we'll be interviewing him soon. Um, we'll have him on the Tattoo Weekly and do like a longer uh, sit down with him. So literally any questions that you guys or Jaime or any of you have, uh, send him over. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think the education um, for tattoo artists about that uh, is really important. You know, um, one of the things I feel like is lacking a little bit in the industry today is the focus on longevity. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think the more that people really understand things like that, uh, you know, the better for everybody. Uh, what about you, uh, Jaime? What type of, uh, so before we talked about with Tim, starting with black and gray, was that your foundation or did you jump right into the fully saturated color work? Um, well, at first I, I start like trying all kind of style, just seeing what, what happened, what, yeah, trying different techniques. And I don't know, the people who, who was around me at that time, um, all of them, uh, yeah, used to do, or they actually do traditional, new traditional, so some Japanese as well. So I don't know, I really like got yeah, in love, fell in love when doing like, uh, clean uh, lines or yeah, solid colors. And um, I definitely, definitely need to see some uh, lines in my, in all my tattoos. So <laughs> um, I think it's so important. Uh, and that's why I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing what I do. Was there, um, when you first started in Colombia? were people into like any certain style or was it just? Uh, I think, uh, I don't know. They like all around the world. I, I think uh, people really like uh, black and gray. Yeah. I find black and gray a little like boring. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing lines. I don't know. The process is, is I don't know. But yeah, definitely there are uh, people really like black and gray as well yeah so yeah my closest friends all all of them jose jose baena uh, joan mesa they all do we start doing just uh like new traditional right away 
Some more of that Sharpie action. <laughs> we go through a lot of Sharpies in this shop. <laughs> yeah, definitely seen. Yeah. Some yellows. We try and in that one, especially we we win, uh, especially him. Um, trying um, different brands, different inks. And like you say, uh, we've been uh, using a lot of uh, chroma, a lot of powder. Um, I use uh, Fusion as well. I really like Fusion and I've been using Fusion for, yeah, since, I don't know, yeah, 10, 10 years ago. I like a and, uh, some color selection when you're talking about what the type of work that you both do. They have a really nice range. Uh, yeah, I mostly try to use the same um, color, the same tones, mostly. Yeah, I mean, but, very, very particular, uh, which is great. Um, when he is laying out a tattoo, um, you know, go about it um, in a very traditional way, outlining black, and then when laying out the color, that's when him and I will talk a lot, ask me, like, hey, what do you think about this? Uh, but he'll know very specifically, like, no, I, I want this green to be cool, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, mixing himself to, to get it, you know, just where it is, uh, or where he wants it, rather. Uh, but yeah, very, very particular. <laughs> yeah, that's I always ask him that. <laughs> always asking, uh, yeah, teams all the time. Hey, teams, I need an advice with this color. How about this? Hold, hold this one here. And that's the, the um, a really nice process. Just, uh, we was talking like, I don't know, two, three months ago about, um, I, I didn't notice how some specific green heels really dry from, yeah, some brand, a uh, popular one. So I stopped using it and uh, I've been trying with different uh, greens, for example. Um, well, one of the things I, I try at, at the shop uh, with my apprentices for sure, but just in general, uh, with all clients, when we do consultations, um, longevity is really, really important. Um, and so we have great conversation uh, about it and then looking at healed work and aged work of our clients and, and things like that. Um, I think one, me owning the shop and then and also having apprentices, um, you know, of course, I want everything that comes out of the shop to be uh, top notch. So when it comes to longevity, um, you know, we don't want to do things, even some fine line minimalist stuff that looks great when you first take a picture and post it on your Instagram. Uh, but then in six months, you know, the clients aren't happy with it. Oh, you're in a deer, yeah. So yeah. we'll we're completely honest uh, with everybody about that, but it because I push that so much, it uh, I feel like it's also opened up great conversations uh, amongst the artists uh, and we're constantly like asking each other what we think or, um, you know, looking at everyone else's work and talking about it. And that, that camaraderie is really important because I've been in shops where you don't have that. Everybody just kind of does their own thing or, you know, egos or whatever. Uh, so... Yeah, I feel really fortunate to have that kind of relationship and hopefully continue to foster that uh, for other artists uh, within the shop, you know? And, and I think it, um, what it does is creates a lot of pride for your work and care and pushes you to try to understand more about tattooing as its own medium, not just what you can do on Procreate or what you markers or oil paint tattooing is its own thing and we need to understand that you 
I think that a cool quote that I remember from, well, we're on the reinventing the tattoo network. So Guy Aitchison, when he used, well, our brand or like a chroma non-acrylic brand, he said that it'd be like a paint comparing acrylics to oil painting or oil painting to acrylics, the difference in some of those pigments. So, um, but yeah, in terms of longevity, you've definitely, um, hit the nail on the head when the less is more. Um, and in being in Queens, you have such a wide range of skin tones over there and skin types. That's gotta be pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is. You have different, uh, skin types because you have all ethnicities and everything here, but you know, variety is the spice of life, right? So it's also what keeps things interesting, you know? <laughs> But there is that understanding, uh, okay, somebody comes in and shows you a picture or wants something and they're showing it on very pale skin um, and you know how a lighter tone with a medium skin tone, what those two, what that winds up creating and especially a year, two years from now, how that can be a, a brown or some weird color that will totally throw off the tattoo even if initially it looks good um that that was really important to understand and uh a lot of that only comes with experience um so thankfully especially because all of my tattooing has been in new york i have a lot of experience with all of that so i can uh give advice for uh, some artists especially if you have guest artists uh, some european guest artists that are used to uh, certain skin types or whatever, like uh, I'm able to help, you know, uh, offer that advice from the experience. Yeah, I, I know that you both have, you know, experienced lots of different places, Colombia, you said New Zealand and Thailand and all these places, but uh, I feel like New York has got that melting pot of unpredictable, you'd never really know what's going to yeah, come before. It's true. Um, yeah. And yeah, with, with all the traveling, the amount of places I've been, uh, there's no place that has the diversity that New York does. Um, so just from a tattooing standpoint, uh, yeah. you know, there, there's a lot of variables um, that uh, you can have with your clients, uh, which is uh, excellent, right? Um, and but you need to be experienced and, and knowledgeable about it. And then also know how to um, explain that information to a client. Because you also, uh, you don't want to offend anybody if it's like, uh, that's how to not going to work for you, you know? Um, you have to be able to explain like uh, why and what the options are and, um, you know, what will work better for them and, uh, you know, uh, the long run. Uh, all of that is really important. Yeah, it's it's that's a very interesting thing. And I know in the Bronx that my experience has been a lot of healthy conversation to lead them in the right direction rather than saying no to anything, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, Jaime, what's your experience? Um, how do you like New York in comparison to Medellin? Well, I'm all the time uh, saying TMA team. I'm in love with New York. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like you say, it's a lot of uh, diversity. So it uh, makes us like involved in a really, I don't know, there is always something happening here. So a lot of music, a lot of art everywhere. So, and a client's ideas, they, they're so different than, than medicine. Clients, like you say, uh, clients' uh, skin complexions are so different. So I really like here. Really like uh, New York. How oh, this uh, city is making me grow all the time. There's so much inspiration everywhere, even in Queens or like Chinatown. Close, there's different shapes, yeah, lights, and people, and events that are very, very inspiring, and it's happening all the time. Yeah, there is inspiration everywhere here. So mm -hmm. you have everything here in New York. So you have the sea, you have rivers, you have yeah, you have Chinatown, like you say, you have Times Square. <laughs> I love Times Square. <laughs> Me too. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, you couldn't People here don't like Times Square. I don't know why. Team, uh, 
He wanted to torture me, drop me off in Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> I let Gabe uh, host a scavenger hunt. How about that? <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> uh, also, when, uh, your, when your guests come in from Europe or around the world, do you have kind of like the routine tour that you take them all on and such? Um, so it depends. You know, we, I, I love doing it. Um, I, I love taking people around the city and showing them places, um, you know, giving them the, the not tourist, uh, you know, view of that. But also, um, the last time I was in Times Square was with a guest artist. And I totally get why if somebody hasn't been to New York, they want to go there. So, like, it was fun for me to see him. Uh, like so excited at night, where yeah. all the dogs. Everybody's like, yeah. like <laughs> I, I totally understand like uh, the value of that uh, for them. Uh, but then some some people um, are very independent, and when they're not here tattooing, they're bouncing around and seeing everything, and they'll amaze me. Uh, we just had a guest from Italy not too long ago. And he was with his girlfriend. Um, they were here for three weeks. Uh, every moment that they weren't tattooing, they were doing something. Uh, Pony Island, going all over Manhattan, up into the Bronx, through Brooklyn. Like, and I thought that was awesome. And we've had other people that just don't really need their Airbnb all that much. Or hit, hit the spots that you got to hit to show that you were in New York. But, you know, so it all depends, but it'll at very least like take them out to a couple of dinners or something like that, a cool restaurants. And as long as they feel comfortable, um, you know, uh, but it is fun. Yeah, New York is a definitely a great place to explore. You could eat somewhere different every day, every guest artist you ever have for the rest of your life, and then you still have a new place to go to every night. Yeah, and you know, because I, you know, tattoo so much and running the shop and all that. New York is always changing. Uh, it, there's always uh, new neighborhoods that become hot, new restaurants that have gone to this place, that place. So no joke, the amount of people that have only, like if they move here, they've been here for a year or two or even a guest, that will be like, oh, this place was great, that one. And I'll have no idea what they're even talking about. I don't know, I haven't been there, but I didn't know that was happening. Uh, so I can learn things about New York from, from them as well. Oh, I bet. I bet. Um, so when the guest artist, how is your guest artist process? I'm just curious. How do you guys kind of filter through what's coming in? And I mean, having nine artists come in before the end of the year, you've got to be really, really easy to get along with and all that stuff, which is is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been amazing to see it um, just organically happening. Um, all the guests that we have, uh, like I said earlier, have been uh, awesome. Uh, and when they go back home, they seem to be like, hey, if you're going to go to New York, make sure you, you know, go to 10,000 Foxes in Queens. Uh, so just that word of mouth, we're getting inquiries constantly. And it's pretty easy to, uh, I have found so far, to um, get a feel for somebody um, and their approach and their attitude and, and all of that, um, even without meeting them. Uh, I, you know, you can ask Jaime, but I feel, I feel pretty blessed that uh, everybody that comes here is like super it's cool. So nice, yeah. Right? So nice too. Like no, no egos, no nothing. So it really has made me feel like, and I mean, Jaime is a huge part of the shop, and you know, we're just like family. Uh, so you don't want to disrupt that, especially in a smaller shop with somebody that has a, a bad attitude, and uh, there really hasn't been any of that. So I think it shows, you know, when you got good people, and it just attracts more good people. And Jaime is awesome, like. He hangs out and becomes friends with all of the guests, and they'll do their own thing. And um, it's it's been really really cool. And, and not would we haven't had anybody any issues. The, the only thing with all guest artists, um, especially I've noticed Europe in general, 
Uh, we need to be very clear from the beginning about health and safety standards. Yeah. Um, there are people that it's surprising what they either you know do or don't do. Um, so uh, that's one thing that we have a protocol with all new guests. They they come in uh, the day before they, they start tattooing, and I break down the whole setup process. Like you know nothing about tattoos. Okay. Uh, teaching everything don't touch this with dirty gloves make sure you wrap this clean that the whole night i i originally was like i mean every this standard stuff everybody knows and i was wrong everybody or if they know it it doesn't mean they practice it yeah. so what i noticed is by doing that and i'll, I'll make light of it you know um, so because a lot of them will close their eyes and be like, yeah i know this well, a lot of people don't do it though. So I, I make light of it, I'll make some jokes about it, but let them know how seriously we take it. And then from jump, it's like everybody respects the job, uh, which is really important. You know, not just the health and safety, but when they come in, they're like, okay, like these these people aren't messing around. Like you gotta be on your eight, you know. Uh, and they they always want to come back. Uh, we wait for like a five, right? Five guests. Yeah. Guests are coming. Yeah. Utah, uh, Brazil. Brazil, Spain. Spain. Uh, Spain in like a couple days, right? A couple days. Uh, uh, tomorrow he comes. Uh, yeah. That means a lot of food for us. Yeah. yeah, that sounds great. It seems like yeah. when you're bringing in good people, you're telling them your first impression, which I like and respect is, we focus on cleanliness and we focus on camaraderie. This is a family. That's yeah. cool that you lay that out right away. Yeah, uh, and that was a bit of a, a learning process. You know, me going from strictly like artists just gallivanting around the world to shop owner, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had to learn a lot as well. And, you know, uh, don't take things for granted. Don't, don't assume that people know certain things or think certain things. and. You know, just let people know what your expectations are. Um, and it's nice and clear, and it's like we're all on the same page. You know, let's have some fun and do some cool art. Yeah. So um, we have a couple more minutes. I'm curious, what's next for you guys, uh, Jaime, or and um, what's next on your on your agendas besides having tons of guest artists and closing out the year? So for for me and the shop. Um, we're in the process of doing a, a private studio uh, as well. Okay. Um, one is to have a little bit more space when we need it. Um, I'm not doing a second like a storefront. Um, I'm choosing a private studio just because of the the maintenance of a storefront and how you have to have somebody there at all times. And it's just a lot. So. Uh, private studio for some of the bigger, more exclusive projects we do. If it's not being used, no big deal. Um, and then we're also venturing into uh, the laser aspect of things as well. So that'll be a bit of a longer process. I need to educate myself a lot. Uh, thankfully, I'm hooked up with some really great people That's that great. know what they're doing. And, uh, I love, I love learning. Uh, constantly about more about tattoos, and, uh, but just, just in general, owning uh, a shop, learning about business, um, getting into laser, uh, understanding that process, and even what I said earlier about how they were breaking down pigments in the skin was things that I didn't know, and I can take that knowledge and help me with my tattoos. Um, so just constantly trying to learn more, grow. Um, you know, uh, expand our family and bring everybody along with us, you know, I'm trying to uh, give Jaime opportunities as well. And the, the biggest part, I've said this to all the artists, and I feel like I, I do it, is I really want to foster everybody's growth, you know. Uh, I want the artists to be able to come to the shop and feel like they have a place where they're supported, um, where they're respected, and that they want to continue to grow their craft and 
their life experience and just as people, you know? So that's that's where my focus is. What yeah, about you, Penny? What's uh what's next for you? Um yeah. the, what, I want to get more into I don't know, I would like to work on more in um like animals and pets. I love doing pets portraits. Um so definitely something like that. Um I'm yeah, learning all the time. I want to yeah, keep learning. It's just crazy how uh you can be tattooing, I don't know, 15, 20 years and you all the time learning something. Learning something about the skin, about things, about mm-hmm. I don't know, new machines, uh, designing all the time is a, a challenge. Um, so yeah, I think that's my um, that's my goal. Keep keep um, learning all the yeah. time. Well, it seems like you both are super receptive to each other, and like the I think that that environment really creates a a good place for learning because you know some of the shops you go into without that camaraderie you could have a tour for 10 to 15 years never learn anything but like you guys are an environment where you can feed off each other feed off your guests and really everybody eats at the table this is our yeah our second home we all the time here working and um and definitely uh we all the time are like asking each other, hey, how about this? What do you think about this design? That's, that's, um, that's great. That's a great in- environment. Yeah, I can see it be, you being, you guys both being pretty fun with your clients because your designs are very expressive, like the little duck toy. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, we're lucky. We have a really <laughs> nice client. Yeah, yeah definitely that's worth saying too is uh, our, our clients are, yeah. are really great you know and the story is nice neighborhood we, yeah we all will become friends with each other's clients and you know um, yeah it's it, as the shop owner it's really important that uh, not just the artists feel at home but the clients as well and we take the customer service aspect of things uh pretty seriously as well because it's it's really important and it's that is shown that it's work because even when they email and questions and when they're first time by the by the first time they actually physically enter the shop um they'll say like the shop manager nicole like oh my god you're nicole i feel like i know you already you know um and they're just comfortable because we need to remember we do this every day, but it can still be intimidating for people like coming into a shop, you know, mm-hmm. um, the process of getting a tattoo and, and all of that. So, uh, I, you know, I really believe that that aspect is very important. And, uh, you know, our clients seem to really appreciate it and, and it, it attracts, it attracts good people. Well, I think what you're saying with the kind of work that I'm in and I do, um, you know, they're both, it's a a little bit more creative, right? Whereas black and gray realism is a little bit more like find a reference and uh, the the creative process isn't there as much uh, in certain aspects. Um, But because of all the if somebody sees my crazy sloppy freehand and they're like, yeah, I want that guy to tattoo me, they're probably pretty cool and open-minded, you know? I think and so. With uh, Jaime's clients as well, you know? They really the open all the time. They give us a lot of freedom all the time. Yeah, and they, uh, Jaime is also excellent uh, at, like, consulting and speaking with people. Uh, what I was saying earlier, when, when I take the time to consult with clients and educate them, uh, he's excellent at that as well. And so by the time he's tattooing his clients, like they feel so comfortable with him and trust him um, that when he has an idea, like, hey, you know, what do you think about doing this here? They're much more uh, open to going with it. Um, so for other artists, um, I would think about that, uh, you know, in, in your process and how you're talking to your clients and 
Are you just listening to their idea and being like, yeah, okay? Or you, you know, uh, if you take that time and try to make a connection with the person, um, not only is the whole process much more enjoyable, but the you're building trust with that client, and then they'll be more open to your suggestion as well. <clears throat> It's a funny little thing that you can do on um, building trust, but I'm glad to hear you use those words. <laughs> um, and Jaime too, both of you guys, as soon as you sat down, I definitely felt comfortable. It's and it's just through a computer screen. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, we are um, going to be wrapping up now. Um, before we do so, could you guys, you know, sign off, tell everybody where to find you and all that good stuff? Sure. Well, um, my Instagram is T-O-C underscore tattoo. Uh, the shop, so we're 10,000 Foxes Queens, but the shop's Instagram is 10k Foxes underscore Queens. Uh, and you can pretty much find me here uh, almost seven days a week. Seven days, seven days a week. <laughs> My name is uh, Travi Morales. Uh, I'm so bad at spending. Can you help me with that? Please? So, my uh, name's uh, Instagram is Travi uh, underscore Morales. So it's T R A D I underscore M O R A L E S. Thank you, Fiona. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I came out. He's awesome, awesome person, awesome artist. And uh, anybody that's going to be uh, in New York, please come by and say hi to us. Uh, hopefully you as well. Excellent. Well, mucho gustos. And um, next time, if you guys have any other questions, we will, uh, we'd love to see you again. But until then, make sure to follow them. And next week, you guys can catch us on episode number 47 of the Tattoo